Hello, my friends. This is Andrea from Lacuna Coil, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast. This is Mike. And this is Russ. And this is Matt, and welcome to the Empty Spiral podcast. So, how are you doing? Um, I'm good, thank you. I'm just a bit busy at the moment because I'm going to Malta on Wednesday evening, so plenty of things to organise before I go away. Wow. How long are you going for, Mike? Um, just Wednesday evening to Wednesday, following Wednesday evening, so it would be a nice uh, week break and just do nothing but relax whilst I'm away. Get a bit of warm weather and uh, you know, maybe it'll be snowing when you get back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something to look forward to. <laughs> And how about you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing very well actually. Um, I'm, I'm in a bit of a kind of a feeling the blues at the moment because, of course, last week we were enjoying the delights of Lacuna Core, Catatonia, and Paradise Lost, and driving around the countryside and meeting loads of coilers and you know, having a few beers with the band and just chilling out and enjoying ourselves on what is now becoming our annual week, two week, or if we're really lucky, three week long holiday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, but now, as you say, it's quite a sad, <laughs> sad moment that they've gone. Yeah, it's, it's post-tour blues, I think everybody says it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Right, and how are you, Russ? Me, I'm good, thank you, guys. Um, mostly spending my week uh, catching up on some sleep after the tour, and I've also just picked up the new Catatonia Ambient CD, so I've got that to check out this week as well. So uh, all is good, and uh, continuing on with the theme of Gothic Doom Rock. <laughs> Lovely. I need to pick up that CD as well, actually. So you've just reminded me. Yes, something that I'll have to add to my list of things to do this week. I've heard snippets of it. It sounds uh, markedly different. So after I've heard it, I'll, uh, I'll drop you a message and uh, let you know how it goes. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Okay, what have we got for you this week then? Well, so as as we just said, we're we're all back from tour, so we're all feeling all the blues. But of course, the tour hasn't finished. Uh, Lacuna Cola playing in Europe at the moment, and we're getting some really good uh, news. Oh really good reviews i should say coming out of europe and there's been a number of coilers that have seen them in germany and the netherlands and so forth and it looks like they're really going down a storm supporting paradise lost on mainland europe which is great uh in the forums on es this week i actually uh posted three songs that i managed to record at the roundhouse in london now if i was to give my review of the roundhouse it would probably be full of um, superlatives because I thought the Roundhouse show had some of, if not the best, acoustics that I'd ever heard at a Lacuna Coil show. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I could hear every instrument. I could hear the vocals really clearly. I don't know. What do you think? I uh, totally agree. I would I would say out of all the shows that I've ever seen, that would probably be in the top three for venue and the just the whole energy of the performance. I think that you'll probably agree that the first couple of shows in the UK here on the four show run were kind of getting getting into it and finding your feet as it were. Mm-hmm. Glasgow was great. Manchester they, they pulled out all the stops, but I think London was one of those special shows that you really had to be there to appreciate it more than you probably actually see it on the videos that are there. As great as it was, it was far too short. And um, needless to say, I think I speak for us all when we say we hope they come back very soon. Uh, four shows, four very good shows, and I think the Roundhouse was a great way to uh, to top it off. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. As I say, yeah, um, the acoustics were great. I mean, I just I, I was doing interviews. And in fact, uh, later on in the podcast, you'll hear an interview with Andrea, 
which I, I performed on, on the day. And I had my microphone with me, so I just turned it on and just to see what the sound would come out like. And I got I managed to capture three songs, which was Without Fear, Swamped, and Intoxicated. So check them out. I posted them in the uh, forums on Empty Spiral. Uh, they're free for download. Uh, I think I think they came out really, really well. You know, I'm no bootlegger, uh, but I thought they, they really do sound exceptionally good. Um, and I was very impressed, and I, I kind of wished I'd recorded the whole thing, really, so that I could play it back and enjoy the tour again, or at least join that show. But there we go. Uh, in other news for Empty Spiral, we've uh, joined Tumblr this week. So I've been thinking about Tumblr for some time. We've been on Google Plus for a while, but we're now on Tumblr. So uh, we're spreading our wings across the, those social networks, as it were. If anybody's on Tumblr, then feel free to join us. I'll be posting news updates from there, as well as some pictures and some exclusive stuff from there to, to uh, well, entertain people on Tumblr. So check that out. I'll, I'll post a link in the um, in the show notes, of course. And there's also links on Empty Spire itself over to our Tumblr site. As I mentioned earlier, this week we are going to be revealing the interview that uh, I had with Andrea in London last week. Uh, it talks about a number of different things, but quite a lot of juicy information on the new album. So uh, with no further ado, let's go check that out. Today we're interviewing Andrea uh, in London. Today is the what the third of November. Yep. It's the last day of the UK tour with Paradise Lost. Yep. Before you go over to Europe, how's the tour been so far? So far, pretty good. I mean, we only did what three shows, but it's been very good. Uh, I think all the three bands work really well as a package together because they're all coming from the same background, but they all develop a different kind of direction. So it's it's cool. I mean, we never play actually with Catatonia and Paradise Lost, even if we know them since many years. You know? So it's it's a, it's a cool thing, you know. You meet new people, and they're very nice people, and uh, there's no problems between the bands. Everything is flowing pretty well. We we share the same crew, and most of the, the people work for all the bands. And there's a very nice atmosphere. It's not a long run, so it's quite relaxing and. Uh, yeah, so far so good. What's the crowd reaction like? I think it's pretty good. I mean, we're probably the most energetic act out of the three, I think. So our reaction is maybe a little more physical compared to the other bands, you know, where especially Catatonia is playing the full album, so it's not it's something that grows and you have to listen to and, you know, feel all the moods of the songs while we play more of a kind of a best-of set which is easier to get the crowd going and, and that everybody knows the songs either, even if they're not only there for us or so it's I think we have great reaction and uh, so far we had Manchester probably was the highest level of energy for us but all three shows have been pretty good so yeah. our, tonight I think it's going to be really good yeah I think the crowd Manchester was very very energetic but then again I haven't said that I think Wolverhampton and Glasgow yeah. were very good as well I have nothing to complain even the first two were really good but mm -hmm. Manchester was probably so far as being the most exciting show 
how did the the fact that you're supporting Paradise Lost and, and obviously touring with Catatone, how did that influence the set list that you pulled together? Well, actually, in the very first place, we didn't think about it that much. You know, we just kind of put together the most famous songs, the songs like Intoxicated that we haven't played on the European tour last year. And so, actually, yeah, this year. <laughs> Uh, no, that was last year. Mm. Yeah, still last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, but even um, so, we haven't played that song, so we included that one because we thought it would be nice to play for the for our fans, for the people that never heard it live, and and then the usual kind of songs we uh, we play, like at festivals, like Heaven's a Lie or Swan or Our Truth, which are songs that everybody knows. So it's a mix of what we know that is going to work live, and a couple of older songs that we haven't played in a while, like Fragments of Faith, or. Um, the game or without fear maybe we were thinking actually about changing the set list for Germany and include another song but we don't know yet exactly we have to see if we can do some sound check because we haven't done any sound check so far <laughs> so maybe we rehearse a little bit the song but not tonight probably from the next show so are we gonna miss out on whatever it is you replace the songs with them? yeah but we okay. it's not gonna be something we never played anyway of course of course without fear it was a very interesting choice to have on the set list why, yeah. why did you have that? Oh, yeah, we wanted to have one of the slow songs, one of the most atmospheric songs. So it could have been End of Time or Without Fear or um, Invisible Light or Within Me, one of those. But then in the end we thought Without Fear is kind of one that we haven't played as much as the other ones. And it fits the mood of the tour, like it's a bit more... Um, not, not really, maybe gothic but it's a bit more atmospherically in a dark way mm. and it's in our own language so it's kind of stands out as our identity of being a, a different band and i was gonna say that i think it's great because it it does exactly what you just said it, it reinforces the lacuna call and you're from italy and mm. this is your song and the, the crowd reaction every time you see i've seen you play it has been very good. Yeah, yeah real, I like it. It's an intense, even if it's a simple kind of song, it's very intense, I think, especially the chorus. So it's it's something we have fun, and it goes really fast for it. When we play that song, it seems it's like a minute, you know, it's very, regardless that it's a slower song, it's very flowing really well. It has, it's a slow song, but with a groove, mm. which is not very easy to, to make. Um, the rest of the tour, when it's over, what's next? I know you've got uh, your yearly cruise, it seems like. In, is it January next year you're doing the cruise? Yeah, the cruise is going to be end of January, like 25th or 26th mm-hmm. of January. And that's more of a um, um, rock, radio rock kind of cruise. You know, all the bands that are on that cruise are having airplay in, um, in the American uh, active rock scene. Let's say bands like Papa Roach or Five Finger Death Punch or Seven Dust or actually we know probably 80% of the bands that are on the cruise because we tour with them or we met them so many times so we know it's like a family reunion basically so and is it like a busman's holiday then? yeah yeah. I mean last year we've done the more metal one the, the 70,000 tons of metal that's more a European cruise like most of the bands were from Europe and and it was more like a Vakken on the sea, you know. Mm. This year is more of a, a North American thing, you know. but I think in general those are more chances for the fans to see the band in a different environment, more than the, the show itself, you know, because the show you can't really bring any 
production, any special thing. So you just play, you know, which is cool, but you're playing on a boat, open air with winds. The people that has been already drinking all day. So it's not really about the quality of the great performance. You know, it's more about the, the good vibe of being there, hanging out with the band, seeing them in a normal day day to day situation mm. instead of the, the, the concert itself. You know, it's not just about the concert. So people go there and they're just, just hanging out really and it's, it's yeah. yeah, that's what happens and, and it's cool because they see you twenty four hours a day for four days. So they don't have to come to you and ask for an autograph or a photo the first minute they see you, you know. It can happen that you just drink a beer at the bar at nine and just talk with people. <clears throat> just like with friends. So there is definitely a different approach you can have with the artists. Even if a couple of two or three bands were more scared about the fans so they didn't really hang out, they stayed in the room for four days, which I, I think it was kind of stupid, but you know, it's everybody's choice, you know, it's not uh, we had a great time. We hung out with a lot of people. Out. We had drinks. We went to the karaoke bar. We went, you know, we did all that you can do on the boat, more or less. So there was no point for us to just don't hang out. You know, it's all the, the whole point about accepting to do that. It's not just because they pay you. It's also because you can have a different experience. Yeah, absolutely. So what about after after the that? What comes next for the Pinnacle? Probably that would be the start of a North American tour. I think that the single will be out in January, the new single, probably a video. So it would be following a, a tour. We don't know yet if it's going to be headlining or it's going to be supporting, but from there would be for sure will be a, a complete tour. Since we are already there, it would make sense to start a promotion of the single. So we'll surely do a tour, then maybe one or two tours, maybe maybe two tours, and then like a support and a headline, and then come back to Europe probably do the festival seasons in Europe and then in autumn the usual European tour it can be I don't know either it can be a support or a headline there will be both I'm sure but that's the, the, the overall plan you know releasing the single supporting the single first in America because America is our biggest radio market so we need to have the single pushed in the radio in America that's why we did first America but then the album probably come out in end of March so Slowly, we'll, we'll be back to Europe, and for the summer, we'll be all around Europe. Okay, let's come on to the, the album then. So you spent six weeks with it, or two months in the Six studio? weeks. I think, uh, yeah, about six weeks, yes. And this was in Milan? Milan. It's a studio called um, Officine Meccaniche, where we record already, uh, we actually mixed the Visual Karma DVD there, and we did uh, all, we recorded all the music for Dark Adrenaline as well. It's a great vintage studio owned by a guy who used to play in a band, in a prog rock band from Italy called PFM, which was kind of popular in the 60s, 70s. They toured the States, Japan, and were very, very good musicians. And so he has a huge collection of vintage amps and uh, guitars, and he opened for us his private collection. So we've been using a lot of, uh, especially for the melodics guitars, not the rhythm. We have our seven strings from ESP and Schachter, but for the for the melodics, the melodies of the, of the songs and the clean parts of the songs, we've been using vintage guitars like so Gibsons and Fenders and all from the like some guitars were from the late fifties, sixties, seventies. Oh really? So some really valuable guitars and also the amps. We have used so many combinations of speakers and amps of different brands, 
more modern stuff like Line 6 or um, Black Star together with Orange and uh, Yamaha with Soldano and um, Highwatt and Marshalls from the 70s so and the speakers also a huge combination of speakers so we've we've been using a lot of some Fender amps like some really really old stuff and also some very old uh, effects like delays or um, reverbs we, had, we use the same uh, echoes that Pink Floyd use on their record like a very big vintage echoes mm -hmm. so there is definitely a good quality great accuracy on the sounds for mm -hmm. this record and and then we've been using also some great microphones for the vocals some different choices compared to the usual so it's been a very good experience even if kind of different compared to the usual because we had to kind of finish the album in the studio because okay. we, we didn't have time for the pre-production much so we went from the demoing to the recording you know oh, really? skipping okay. kind of pre-production so we, it took more time to record certain stuff because we didn't know the arrangement really well so we had to find the arrangement sometimes so you did in the, the studio right, really, yeah really yeah and we finished the lyrics like the day before we start recording the vocals so we wow. didn't have time to learn the lyrics you know so it's but on one hand it's been kind of stressy because so much to do in just with deadlines you know on the other hand it's been very inspiring because you have to finish you know you have to do stuff so you have to come up with good stuff in a quicker amount of time so it's been a different experience compared to the usual especially for that it sounds like it's been a very much a dynamic process you've not gone into into the studio with it all written down with all detail out it's all been about finding yourselves and finding the music yes as you go along which it's been more hard to do because when you are not really prepared you have to learn especially and for example in my case talking about the vocals you have to learn the lyrics yeah you can read them but you still have to kind of have, have it flowing naturally when you sing it so you have to mm -hmm. start learning them then there was a lot of accuracy on the pronunciation of the words for the English of course to be understandable and then there was uh, the notes you have to write to hit the right notes and the tempo you know, so it's been not easy because when you don't know the part you know you have to learn them and make them yours and also the the engineer Kyle which was the engineer that did all the tracking was very meticulous on having us really giving the right vibe to the parts you know so it was really pushing us a lot in doing the, the best for the re best result you know, which is great you know but it was not easy <laughs> when it comes to constructing the music itself uh, there's various members of the band that take take on various roles so it, for this album who did what who got involved? Well, as usual Mark has been the main composer for the music also because he has not been touring with us in the past year because of his injury nerves so uh, he had a lot of time to collect songs so obviously he was the guy who has more material but he kind of always been the main songwriter anyway and but then pizza came out with some great riffs so some songs are has been made around these riffs and mouse also came with some ideas but they kind of had to work a lot in the studio more than on the since we haven't done the pre-production it was more about working with the producer and listening to the parts and trying to find the best way to play the parts and to make them sound great. So that's also something that has been happening a lot in the studio, more than on the on a, on a songwriting phase. Mm -hmm. Even me and Christina, we've been going, we came back from the Seven Dust tour in uh, 
beginning of May, we had like a month off to just to, to, to get rid of the jet lag and, you know, start thinking with a normal condition lifestyle and living a normal lifestyle. And then in June, we started working on the vocals. So we had to kind of finish all the vocals between June, July and August. So we haven't really took much of a break in terms of vacation. We had like a few days here and there. And then we had to play shows like the one we did in Vietnam and in Ukraine and Germany and like a few festivals. So there hasn't been much time to to actually... Uh, every All the job has been squeezed in those few months, I'd say. The, the, the complete album has probably been made in six months, including the recording and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe less, actually. Um, in terms of the, the lyrics themselves, uh, was it yourself, Christina, or both of you working on the lyrics? Or? Yeah. Band as well. No, me and Christina, and especially this time um, in the previous two records, we worked with Don, which was a lyricist. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, not only a producer but also a great lyricist. So he he really helped us develop the way we wrote lyrics compared to before when we were more uh, trying to to write poetic lyrics, which were meaningful, but also using more uh, particular words or trying to to be just more poetic. With Don, we learn how you actually write the, the lyrics from a, a mother tongue perspective, you know, which is sometimes more about the simplicity of the, the clear message instead of just try to play with some crazy way of saying or, you know. So what we have discovered this time working with Jay, which is really not a lyricist, mm-hmm. is that we get well, how much we have learned working with Don and being able to come up with lyrics that make sense for somebody that is mother tongue English or American and completely understood what we were meaning and, and it was really complimenting to us on the way that we were working on lyrics because he thought it was pretty good for somebody that is not mother tongue you know? yeah, yeah. so it, we really learned that we, working with Don has really helped us opening our mind and learning the style of writing lyrics of course it was still helping us on a certain way of saying that you wouldn't use maybe in English so it's it's cool that I, w- I probably will never be able to write complete lyrics completely in the same way as somebody from England or from America would write, you know. But still, they're very maybe a little more cut and dry compared to to, to, to somebody mother tongue, but they're very clear you know, mm. and very right, you know. They, they were. Isn't that part of your identity as a band, though, the lyrics you write? So yes, is, is it, it is. But you, sometimes. When you start as a band, you don't really give that much importance to the lyrics. I mean, or sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Like Heaven's Alive was a strong message for sure, you know. Mm. But then some other songs sometimes were more about uh, expressing the feeling, so there wasn't a clear message. Everybody could kind of give their own. It's they still can do it, you know, in the new lyrics, but it's it's just easier to for us to to be understandable right now. Then we really. I've understood how much we've learned to, in the previous two records now, and how much now we can go on our own for the lyrics not really okay somebody will always read them and correct what is not clear you know but 90% is us telling what we want to say has anything inspired you during the creation of this album there's been a lot I think a lot and music wise as usual Marco has a lot of inspiration from movies and documentaries He's always writing music while he's watching like Discovery Channel, like war documentaries or or uh, horror movies or TV series, but without the, the 
the audio, just uh, the images. So he kind of plays along with the images. So yeah, sometimes it's been very inspired or thinking about how the the soundtrack could be. You know, mm. if Lacuna Coil would write, a, uh, for example, a soundtrack for a, this kind of movie and how it would sound. You know, that's the way music is coming along. And then uh, sometimes it's, it comes pizza comes with a riff, and so Marco build a groove around the riff mm. and then we put the vocal lines so that's more the, the classic way you know? but for the lyrics in the beginning it's hard because you we collect a lot of titles and phrases and pieces you know that you can use when while you're demoing and even if you don't have a full sense to the lyrics you give you have that strong line that's gonna stand in it i really want to use it because it sounds great and we we kind of have think about this, the the sentences or the the words that were sounding great mm. and don't change try to not change them because the, those were the strongest message that was coming from the music so as usual it's personal lyrics like talking about life but has been the, the world situation has been also around us being in italy living the economical crisis living it's something that touches you even if it's not maybe deep you don't talk about the, the stock exchange, you know, but <laughs> but you feel you live it every day, you know, the, the, this kind of frustration of not getting out of the the negativity that mm-hmm. it's around you. You open the news and it's all around. It's, this, this is wrong. This is company closes. This people is fired. Uh, this people is protesting because they're going to lose their job. And so all these has influence on you, even if you not specifically talk about that, you know. But the 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 surrounding are very important. And, influencing your mood you know when you are so i think that kind of depressing moments are in the lyrics as well as overall you know? mm. maybe not not specifically on one case but in general that the, there is this kind of negative surroundings that has been inspiring also maybe you you will hear there is also more energy as well as a result as usual we kind of also have a an outcome which is more powerful because of that you know because of the frustration you live inside you know? it sounds quite quite dark yes it is a dark album it is i think it's darker than than the one before and more powerful as well heavier and darker mm-hmm. but every band say always next record is heavier <laughs> next record it's, it's i think certain stuff is heavier because like we brought back some of the grove vocals as well and the, the riffs are groovy but really heavy mm. and some stuff is more melodic but in general it's quite a groovy heavy album mm. I think and then there are some more gothic in a way songs you know? so it would be kind of starting from Dark Adrenaline but also some stuff reminds me of the Unleashed Memories some stuff it's different again it's going somewhere else so there is this Roots of Lacuna Coil moving towards the future of Lacuna Coil, you know, mm-hmm. like, which was also Dark and Random. Yeah, I thought. of course, of course. So that's similar in that way. But the, the main, the main atmosphere of the record is not the same as Dark and Random. Yeah, over the years you've built up a reputation of every album has its own vibe, it has its own yeah. feel. You're always exploring your music. Um, I won't go as far as say rediscovering your music, but taking it to, to new places so mm. does this do that does this album take you to yes yes i was I, I had a friend of mine listening to the demos even before we had the vocals and he was like 
I can really feel a, vi- a different vibe on this record, you know, even if it's you and okay, I, I recognize the style of the band, but it's he thought there was there was one direction for this record, and, I, and it's something that we don't even realize. I think it's something that just comes uh, when you write the music, when you work on the vocals. It's something that it's there, but you don't do it specifically to sound to just sound different. You know, we of course we don't sit down and say, okay, let's rewrite Heaven's Alive, let's rewrite our truth. We don't do that, but surely we we kind of just write our songs. You know? But there is always a mood that is probably even beyond our control. You know, it's like something that it's there and you you know where you're going without really thinking about it. You know? mm. So this album will have its own mood for sure. Uh, you mentioned growl vocals. Yeah. What was that like after so long? You know, you, over the last couple of albums, you, you, I imagine you're doing lots of different growl vocals here. I mean, yeah. Um, but you've, you've provided a lot of clean vocals. Um, yeah. Now going back to those growl vocals, how, how's that been? There is everything. I mean, there's not just, there's also clean vocals. Of course. So, but we kind of sit down and kind of don't give a fuck when we were writing. You know, we were saying, why don't we put, why don't we shouldn't put it? Because there's no, no reason why we mm. shouldn't, you know, and I still like it. So we kind of went free, you know, just saying, don't, whatever, it fits, let's do it, you know, and don't think about it that, that much, you know. We even, <laughs> you know, we, we just go for it. We just say, we like it, it fits, let's do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that in the past we, but we kind of lost it along the way, you know, because the music was going a little different, especially when we did Shallow, like the girl vocals was not really fitting with that kind of mood, you know. So the last album we started to put back some screaming, not really growing, but more powerful parts. So this record was sounding heavier on certain things. So we say, why don't we just put it in? You know, we try and see if we don't like it, we can always cut it. You know? But I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was important to to just go free. You know, just do it, and then if it's too much, maybe we can always cut it or whatever. You know? But I don't think it was too much. I mean, we still have to hear the mixes, so well, maybe the producer would put them. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm, I'm joking. I'm sure it would be good. But there is not like a complete song in growl or something. There will be parts which are in growl, which fits. You know, why not? So the, the album is being mixed at the moment, isn't it? No, it's, it will, it's, should start any day now. Oh, okay. So it's not we don't we had never heard the final songs, you know, and but we actually are very curious to hear. What so you guys aren't involved in the, re- the mixing process. We usually are, but the, this time we are on tour. So I mean, Shallow Life was the same. We were on tour, but, but that was also a very different kind of record. This mm-hmm. record is probably less simpler. So we need to really to be careful with the mixing. But there is plenty of time to to mix it. So if we will not be completely satisfied we always have time to retouch stuff and some positive will be sound must be really interesting you know, being on tour and now that your your music being mixed yeah awesome. because the last record dark adrenaline we when we mix it with marco baruso in italy we were there almost every not all of us but marco and me were there almost every day mm-hmm. with him so we were but it's this time when there's just not time enough to do it but maybe if we really have to we will go back and retouch stuff you you mentioned the various different types of classic guitars that we, we hear on other yeah. instruments and on the amps are we going to hear any other 
strange musical instruments on this, and then in the past you've used bagpipes. Yeah, 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 there are some, but it's Marco did some stuff in a more tribal way here and there, but there is nothing that will only be the the main theme for the song played by that instrument. There's nothing like that, but there are yeah some tribal typical instruments on certain songs, and there are also there is one with a church organ that we never used before. And then, which is very important in the song, you know. But there's some cool stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I I have to remember because <laughs> to remember all of the song, all of the arrangement, because the keyboards are the last thing we do. You know? So all the the uh, we were more focusing on finishing all the vocals. But yeah, there will be some different instruments. Yes. Cool. Cool. There will not be a cover. Can tell you that. Mm -hmm. There will be a little Italian, but a little. I think it's always good to get a little bit of it. There will not be acoustic, mm -hmm. but there will be slow songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you reveal how many songs we're going to hear? I believe it's going to be 12 in the record. Okay. I believe. There, there will be bonus stuff as well, but mm -hmm. 12 should be the, the, usually is the standard 13 or 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going back to Darker Family then, uh, Darker Family came out, gosh, beginning of last year now. So. What we're seeing is two years between the two albums. But you were playing the Dark Legacy tour. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the songs from Dark Adrenaline haven't been toured, if you see what I mean. So are there any that you're planning on singing live over the course of you know, supporting yeah. the new album as well as going back and, and maybe giving Dark Adrenaline more airing, more more time mm -hmm. live because I always felt that unlike the likes of say Carmico, which you know we really heard all of that and it was great, Dark Adrenaline feels still very fresh and very new and we've not heard of everything that yeah. Dark Adrenaline has to offer. Yeah, yeah, probably yes, we will do that. Not right now because we didn't. Actually, on this tour we wanted to play a little more, but there was no time to because we finished the studio like four days on Metal Female Voices, four days on this tour, so there was no time to practice all the parts and arrange the keyboards and mm. not for this tour so we decided to bring intoxicated at least so mm. it's one Which more right, it's yeah. one more that we haven't played on the, of that record but there are still probably two or three songs mm. that we never played like uh, the arm inside mm. against you and what else you've done the cover have you? Uh, the REM cover yeah, yeah. yeah. you've done fire no fire too yeah mm. so, so four four songs four songs yeah yeah, so I mean, maybe we we'll need to we see a little bit more darker than love, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll probably will do on a future headline, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's it's always just a problem of time. We will always like to change and play something we haven't played, you know. Even songs like Oblivion, for example, we would love to play that one live, but we need to practice it. <laughs> the problem it's always a lack of time. The problem you know? it's not that we don't want to change the set list. You know, we are more than happy to change. Also for us, you know, mm -hmm. it's not funny to play the same songs over and over. But sometimes there's just not enough time. Or you go out and support somebody, so there is only eight songs you're gonna play, so you can't really put some unknown B tracks, you know, B side tracks. You know. I still have very fond memories of you playing um, Virtual Environment when, yeah. when you played with me, when you supported in the UK. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, yeah, there are more from the past also than we never played, but it's just that we need to find the time to do it. I'm sure slowly we will bring out almost everything. But <laughs> so, okay, bring me, on, bring me on to my last question for you today. 
It's uh, it's been ten years since Interspar came into existence, and um, I have one question which I feel is is my right to ask. Um, what does one nineteen mean? It should be the gift for the ten years to say actually, but I have to talk with the other guys to see if I can. I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> I, I kind of knew that was what I was going to get. Well, what we can I'd say is that uh, it's either the usual, it's the <laughs> distance between two points, and everybody knows. <laughs> and um, but <laughs> yeah, what we can say it's. Happy birthday, empty spiral. Yeah, we can say that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Andreas, for us today. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. I'm leading the army inside. Big thanks to Andy for uh, taking the time out to uh, talk to us on the podcast about the new album and touring and set list and so on and so forth. I thought it was really good of him to sit down. It was an entertaining interview to perform and I hope you enjoyed it. This brings us to our review this week, which is, if you couldn't guess after our last week's podcast where we reviewed Aeon, this week is, it is, of course, Tightrope. Uh, shall I go first? I think it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. What do we say about Tightrope? Well, it's really hard to talk about Tightrope without talking about its extended lead-in, its extended build-up, its intro, which, of course, is Aeon itself, which we reviewed last week, as I say. But I really love the build-up here. I particularly like the kind of the radio noise that's that's in the the mix during the build-up, as before it goes into the song. the The way that and this this obviously comes back, and and it, for the rest of the song we get the the sequenced mixes, we get the self-destruct sequence activated um, statement that comes a few times in the song, but starts the song pretty much. This really, I think, has such a great dimension to the song. It's worth noting, for those of you who don't know and haven't read the Lacuna Kill FAQ on the Empty Spiral site for a long time, self-destruct sequence activated actually comes from a game. Uh, the, it was a PC 3D space game, which I had and played quite many years ago, called Descent. It was all based in tunnels. I don't know if you remember it. It's all kind of gravity, and you're all flying around this thing. Uh, and you, if you want to, you can actually listen to the sample. We've got a WAV file on ES, which you can check out to prove that we're right on this. There's also uh, the other radio samples that are played throughout Tightrope. I don't know what the source is, but um, some fans in the past have sent me one of the samples, which you can listen to. I suppose if you wanted to make your own version of Tightrope, you could download it and cut it in, I suppose. I might even do it here. Self-destruct sequence activated. Um, anyway, so that's the samples. And I say I really like them. I think they had a lot of dimension to the, to the music itself. For, musically, I think this song is great really heavy one of lacuna core's heaviest songs i'd say 
I love the drums. That really stands out, the drums in this. Really good drum playing, which is really good live as well. Um, and that's not to say I don't enjoy the other music or the other instruments, I should say, but the drums really stand out to me. Lyrically, I really like the song as well. I think the statement, the song meaning is really strong. I, I always get a sense that it's the song is about someone who's very vain, very selfish, and very self-destructive. There's a relationship here which is breaking down, and it's going to a very, very dark place. And I also think that ties in with the samples of the emergency services that we're hearing as well. Probably my favourite line is in the chorus, which is, you're made of ice, I pay the price for all your unforgiveness. I love that line. It really is quite confrontational. Uh, I, I think it's a, a fantastic line in the middle of this song. And it really kind of sums up what Tightrope is all about for me. So in summary, a really, really powerful song. Really aggressive. It's in your face. Uh, I love how Lacuna Coil have constructed this song with the samples and the layered instruments. The lyrics work well. The the banter, the, the, the to and fro between Andrea and Christina works particularly well. And this song really kind of emphasises that, that aggressive relationship kind of argument that we're hearing in there. Uh, as I said before, the songs give it great, great dimension. And I think it's just a standout track on Coma Lines. Really do. What do you think? I um I have to agree that it it does have a lot of uh, punch behind it, starting with the um as we fade into the from Eon as we've mentioned before, um with the bass line I think that works really well, and as you've touched upon the uh, the drums I think song wise I think this is one of the standout uh, drumming. Uh, parts on the entire album that works works splendidly on on this um track i think that it's almost like a jigsaw um this song that there's so many elements to it that once they're all packaged together like you've said about layers it all builds up nicely with bits and pieces thrown in here here and there to actually make it a complete um complete piece of work and i think that it it really does work as a song um lyrically i think that it is the interaction between two people as we've uh, as you've mentioned and uh, really well it is quite dark uh, subject matter of probably a self-destructive relationship with one person uh, possibly wanting more out of it than uh, than the other one that's going into complete uh, free fall mm. um i just there's no words to describe it really uh, comparing it from if you well know hearing it live compared to the album i think that that gives it even more oomph and it's uh, it's it works really well as a live song as well and it's i have no complaints about this i think it's excellent i don't think we hear enough of it live anymore no 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 I'd, not I'd like at all to see it come back definitely would well they used to open with it didn't they yes they did yes one time yeah 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 yeah, yeah the i i, I for tours like the uh, paradise lost tour and we talked about the set list last week i could easily see something like tightrope on the set list although maybe arguments a bit heavy compared to yeah. some, of the, some of the other stuff that the other bands are playing but i i, I think it's just such a, a corker of a song it's really good and it's it's certainly up there in songs that should be on the kunicore set list definitely definitely yeah sure and i even like the little ding that we get yeah 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 <laughs> I, I always imagine, like, um, Chris <laughs> sitting at the back going with the little triangle going, ding! 
of course typically we get that as a kind of a, a guitar twang when we we hear it not live but yeah, yeah. The, the idea of someone with a triangle just dinging now i think is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> when they were recording it in the studio ding, uh, yeah <laughs> that's great what about you russ what do you think Tightrope, uh, this is a big song on Comalize for me. Um, one thing I've never really got my head around is the lyrics, if I start there. It's very sort of cryptic. Um, couldn't even hazard a guess what it's possibly about. Uh, it strikes a chord of being sort of angry, anger directed at someone. Uh, I think the key standout line is that line of who wants to deny forever, which comes across really powerful when Christina sings it. Um, I think you and Mike both summed it up very well when you sort of spoke about the the musical aspects, I love the chugging bass line and the kick drum. It's obviously markedly different with that synth backdrop and that countdown. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that's different in this song is it's also got that really huge, powerful riff, which is very similar to Swamped. But the way in which the song's constructed, it's it's a lot lower in the mix. So the bass, the drums, and the synth is a lot more prominent. So it just adds another sort of texture to the Comalize album. So I just think it's a big, big song in right perfect place for the record for me. Uh, in terms of numbers, I think this is a core card. I think it's one of my favourite songs on the album. I think it's also one of my favourite Lacuna Core songs. Full stop. I'm going to give this a solid 9 out of 10. What about you? Um, I would agree. I think that lyrically it's very strong. I think that the performances between Andrea and Christina are fantastic. I think that the power behind it, I think it's one of the strongest songs that Christina certainly on this album is done and i think that it was a very very heavy nine i would say as well because it's it's just an all-round great song and it, it's even better live mm, hit you like a freight train yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> how about you russ what would you give it out of 10 uh for 10 this is probably a 9.5 for me so oh, probably wow. a 0.5 up from you guys so i think we will agree it's a it's a big big song on the album big big song indeed wow and yeah it's a cracker live. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love this song live. I think it's a, yeah, just fantastic. Okay, well, there we go. That's Tyro for you. Which I think brings us to an end this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the interview. Uh, next week, I'll be uh, presenting the interview that was performed with Christina uh, at the Roundhouse in London, in which she talks about the tour and about the album, the the new album. So look forward to that. Uh, Let's not forget, of course, that it's not just the members of Lacuna Core that we interview here. Uh, We want to interview coilers from around the world. So if you want to have a few moments of fame and join us on the podcast, tell us all about yourself and what it is to be a Lacuna Core fan and how you got into the band and just get in contact with us. We we really want to uh, make this an international podcast with people from around the globe telling us all about what it is to be a Coiler. So, uh, yeah, get in contact. Uh, if you want to do so, of course, uh, you probably know the spiel by now, but I'll tell you anyway. You can do so via the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net, and just click on the podcast link. Uh, you can also send us an email, actually, if you want to, which is podcast at emptyspiral.net. You can contact us, of course, via our Facebook page, which is www.emptyspiral. Oh, what is it? It's us, right? It's www.facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net. We're on Twitter, which is at Empty Spiral Net. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, we're now on Tumblr, which is 
emptyspiralnet.tumblr.com. So I'll see you there. Uh, that's pretty much it for today. So what are you what are you off to do this week then? Um, I'm going to start packing, ready for um, Wednesday evening's flight. So of course. Don't lots forget, to do. Don't forget to take your suntan lotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I expect to see a picture of you with a wearing a handkerchief with little knots on it. <laughs> on even. an empty beach. <laughs> with a beer in your hand. It's got to be yeah. done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Russ, what are you up to the rest this week then? What am I up to the rest this week? I've got the week off, so just slumming about, probably catching up on some... Uh, Big Bang Theory and listening to some metal. So I might even crack out the Xbox. So it's, it's a retro reek for me. Oh, good man. Good man. I, I, actually, I, I've i just got um, been lent Uncharted 3 on my PlayStation. Wow, um, back to the PS. Is it a PS3? PS3. Yeah, I might play it. But to be honest, I started playing it. And then I thought, I'd much rather go back and play The Last of Us again. <laughs> <laughs> again? Oh, I, is that the third time? It should be the third time through. But it gets better every time. I love that game. Great. Highly recommended. Uh, and probably spending most of this week going through photos of which I have over a thousand that I took um, during the tour. So expect to see them on Empty Spiral as well as our Tumblr pages and Facebook sometime within the next seven days. Certainly, hopefully, before we record the next podcast. Otherwise, I'll be a little bit embarrassed. So there we go, everybody. Thanks for listening again to the Empty Spiral podcast and uh, catch up with you soon. Cheers, everyone. Thanks very much, guys, and we'll catch you all next week.